Hello, this is Pastor Arlene Romaine, and you are listening to Listen, Live, and Learn, where we listen to hear God's Word in order to live it out in our daily lives and learn by applying the scriptures about ourselves, our world, and our God. I'm so glad you're here, so let's get started. for joining me here once again. I recognize that it has probably been about a month since I last recorded a podcast and my apologies. Life is very busy at the moment um, and I'm just glad to be back here once again um, creating new content for those of you who listen to this podcast. Uh, it is truly my honor and a privilege uh, to dive into the scriptures with you, to take this time to enjoy some time spent in God's Word, uh, to see what it has to say so that we can uh, think about our lives and the world in which we are living and then adjust uh, the ways that we think and adjust the ways that we live, adjust our ways of being in this world so that we are better aligned with the Word of God and the ways in which Jesus Christ calls us to live uh, in service to Him. And so we are picking up once again where we left off last time. This is podcast number 27, and we are picking up at Matthew chapter 13, beginning to read at verse 44. So let's see what the word has for us this day. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, is like hidden treasure in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then his joy, in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had, and he bought it. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad fish away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, his disciples replied. He said to them, Therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures, 
as well as old. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from that place. Coming to his own hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this his mother's name Mary? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James and Joseph, Simon and Judas? Aren't all his sisters here with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. So here we have the second half of Matthew chapter 13. And Jesus has been speaking in parables. He went and sat by a lake and large crowds gather around him and he begins to speak to them in parables, one parable after another. And in these parables that we read from today's reading, starting at verse 44, Jesus begins speaking about the value of what it is we come to believe when we believe in Jesus Christ and his redeeming love at work in the world. We discover something that is so valuable that everything else we have and everything else we own are mere trifles in comparison. Our faith is something that we discover is so valuable that nothing in this world can compare to it. And we discover that we're willing to give up anything and even perhaps everything in order to have this pearl, this jewel, this thing, this hidden treasure in our lives. Surely at one point or another, this treasure, this jewel that exists in knowing Jesus Christ was hidden from all of us. And yet it was God's plan from the very beginning to redeem creation to God's self to pay the price to bring us back to God so that we might not live fearful lives separated from God and darkened by our sin, hopeless without any way of escaping our plight. But God had a plan, and that plan meant that Jesus would come into the world at the perfect God-ordained time and earn our redeeming. 
and he surely gave up everything for us. He gave up his very life for us. But until that time that he began to teach and perform miracles and move among the people, Jesus was just one member of a certain town. And so there in Nazareth, where Jesus grew up, we discover that we discover that um, those who knew him, those whom wa- those who watched him grow up, those who know his family, begin to see a change in him. They begin to hear him proclaim the kingdom of God. He teaches in the synagogue with such authority that all the people are amazed. But because they know him, or at least they think they do, because they've seen him grow up, because they know his mother and his brothers and his family and he is just one more person living in this town of Nazareth they think they know who he is they think they can label him and limit him but he has come with a purpose that is greater than any limitations human beings can place upon him Jesus' purpose and his life will be this treasure, this great pearl, this jewel for the world. And sometimes we discover that when we ourselves come to Jesus and we receive this treasure and we give up everything that we have, in order to claim our faith, sometimes people in our lives do not like what they see either. And sometimes they try to diminish us just as surely as the people of Nazareth try their best to diminish Jesus and label him and make claims upon him as to who he is and what he can or cannot do. They take offense at him. And when we claim this treasure, this pearl, this jewel that is our Christian faith, sometimes the people who know us best or know us the longest also may take offense at us. And they may also try to limit what we can do or who we are becoming because of the power of our faith in Jesus Christ. But there's one thing for sure. Our faith is real, and our faith is powerful, and our faith leads to true hope, and our faith makes us secure and unafraid to live 
in this world. We have been redeemed by God. What more than should we fear? There is nothing of this world that can do us any harm. Nothing of this world more important than serving our Lord and being a part of God's kingdom confident that when the day arrives, we will be gathered in. We will be put into the basket of good fish. We will be included in the righteous. And now that is not to say we shouldn't be concerned with those who are not, but it is often those who are not people of faith, who cannot understand or cannot grasp or cannot allow what we have, this treasure that we know. And so they try to limit us and they take offense at us. And that is just a very real expectation, something that we can expect to happen to us. but we have nothing to fear. And what we claim is something so much greater than anything else in this world. And so we do so unafraid. We do so confident. And that is all I have for you this week, my friends. I will talk to you again in two weeks, God willing. And we will continue on the journey through the Gospel of Matthew, picking up next time at Matthew chapter 14. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for being a brother or a sister of faith. Thank you for your faith and the difference that it makes in this world. And God bless you all. Take care, my friend. Till next time. Bye-bye.